This episode on the Mesh.TV is sponsored by The Sock Factory, making quality socks in North Carolina since 1975. Producers of Crazy Compression, William Tucker, and FitSock, The Sock Factory has something for everyone. Find out more at thesockfactory.com. What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Street Circle Drive here on the Mesh.tv. Thank you for joining us once again on our Hickory centric podcast. Does that make sense? Hickory centric, Hickory focused. All of the above. Hickory love. Themed. Pod- yes, Hickory themed podcast. Yes. Coming to you from Hickory, North Carolina, of course, here in the Jackson Creative slash The Mesh Studios. So, We've got a great little show planned for you today. We're all fat and sassy and full from lunch. What'd you call me? <laughs> How dare you? Did not call you that. Yeah. I said we all are okay. sassy. How about just use full and sassy mm-hmm. um, from our lunch, which we will get to in a little bit. Um, however, we wanted to just go ahead and start off with um, thanking our sponsor. Why don't we? Absolutely. Hello, Street Circle Drive listeners. Uh, we'd be remiss without mentioning our sponsor early today. Our sponsor for Street Circle Drive podcast is the Sock Factory, made right here in Hickory, North Carolina, by way of Longview. Uh, they've been made here in North Carolina since 1995. I'm sorry, 1975. Uh, there's three lines of socks available at the Sock Factory. Uh, Crazy Impression, William Tucker, and Fit Sock. You can either go to their facility there in Longview or go to the www www.thesockfactory.com website to order yours today. Yay socks. Hey, Yay sock socks. Factory. I've got mine on. And they color coordinate like you wouldn't believe. Oh, Look at those they things. They do. They do. It's Don't perfect, you like them? perfect matching today. And you know what? Who knew that our show was going to be Longview themed? How about that? Did not realize that was going to happen. But look at us. You'll the all big, understand soon. Big little city. Big little city of Longview. We've got lots to offer in Longview, I'll tell you that right now. But we are um, going to move ahead. We thought that it would be a really neat idea to, in a Hickory-centric podcast, to uh, showcase some area uniqueness, some area fun things, unique things, creative things that uh, Hickory has to offer that not everywhere else does. That's true. Pretty excited about that because that's why we're here. That's why we love Hickory. That's why we're talking about it. That's why we want people to listen and spread the good word if you can. That's so, right. Preach Mike, it. Michael made a great point lunch today yes. that how oh, many, wow I, hey. I know this is the only time I'm ever going to give yeah. you props. Recorded, buddy. Um, McNally said at lunch that Hickory, boring, only has forty thousand people. Only forty thousand people, but we have the amenities of a city maybe three times larger than. I mean, most don't have what we have here to offer. We've talked about some of it leading up to this show. But, you you know, you think of not only being the the town in a four-county area that's obviously much larger and it still has the financial retail center of that region. But, you know, we've talked about the Science Center. We've talked about the Aquarium, Arts Museum, Western Piedmont Symphony. I mean, you hear those sort of things and people don't know that all those things that we have. The crawdads. Crawdads. You were making a. I'm sorry. I was go, making a go, clawing making, sign. And I, I didn't Crustacean. know what you were doing, so I just wanted to make sure I. No, it's a claw symbol. I was making. I understand a claw now. Now, now but, I totally see it. And anytime I see that, I'll think yes. of hashtag our crustacean, crustacean nation three twenty one. Yes. Yeah, minor league baseball is here. College, not only having a private college, having distance ed, community college, but you know, then the sports, athletic, and other music and other events that come with that as well. Um, the river. I mean, it's just the stuff that it just piles on and on. And you sit there and think, you know, when I bring in people here from other communities, they're always surprised to find out how big Hickory is by numbers. Agreed. Absolutely agree. Ran into a lot, a lot as a Lenore Ryan graduate. I think a lot of people didn't quite realize. Quick story, funny little thing to tell. As a Lenore Ryan alumni, when I lived in South Carolina, the alumni office here asked us if we would be interested in coming to an alumni function if they invited the people. You know, they do that for colleges and wherever you live now, like maybe, you know, you went to ECU yeah. and they maybe have a 
Catawba County gathering of ECU graduates. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like so a anyway, chapter. Exactly. So they had one in South Carolina where I was, and they asked us to come to it and said, you know, would you kind of be willing to put your name on the the invite oh, as wow. the people hosting it, if you will, even though it was they took care of everything else? I said, absolutely. So I told this little story there because I had a friend who lived there uh, in town with us, and they when we first met, it was that – typical conversation where'd you where'd you go to school you know where'd, where'd you study blah 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 this girl and uh actually went to university of new hampshire which is fairly large school big deal up there um and i tell her about lenore ryan she's like meh i don't i don't know where that is but cool good for you and so i tell her oh, it's a fairly small school you know it's in north carolina private school this and that well then we went downtown one day we were like just shopping walking around something and I run into um, a girl that lives in the same city at that time, and I knew that, and see her and introduce her to my friend. I'm like, oh, hey, we, you know, we went to Lenore Ryan together. And she's like, oh, great. I actually went to the same church for a while. Our pastor from the church was an Lenore Ryan alumni in South Carolina. I tell this girl, my friend, that, you know, she's like, oh, okay, all right, great. One day at this church, they're inducting new members, and two of them went to college with me. <laughs> At Lenore Ryan. So I tell her this at church. I'm just like, oh, yeah, then we, we all went to college together. And she's like, okay, listen, you told me this was like some tiny little school in the middle of nowhere, North Carolina. Like Small never heard of it. Yeah. What, you know, what's the deal? Like, and it's just the community. I feel like that Lenore Ryan encompasses really is coming from what Hickory reflects out. Mm-hmm. It's you met a lot of people. It's a small enough school that you kind of knew a lot of people. So that wasn't a surprise. But you knew everybody, everyone. Everybody everybody was, let's be serious. You knew, we knew everybody. But you, you were everybody. proud of going to Lenore Ryan. Absolutely. When you graduated and I wanted to tell people, you know, and I had no, wasn't embarrassed or anything by it. It was, that's where I went. And look, there was actually a big community of other people that are involved in this region, not even the same state. You know, and now is that girl enrolled in grad programs I know, through that LR would be, distance in <laughs> Columbia or somewhere? That would be amazing, uh, right? Uh, you know, if she just down the road calls and tells me like, oh my gosh, I'm a bear. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you can't beat them. Yeah, but it's, I, you know, that was obviously focused around the normal rhyme, but that's Hickory. That is Hickory. Um, kind of feel like everybody that moves away has a story about somebody they ran into in their new city from Hickory. So I think we have some pretty neat things to offer. And as you will see in coming episodes, um, we do over time want to focus on a lot of those. If you have any ideas out there, please feel free to share them with us. You can write in um, to info at themesh.tv, or you can find us on our website at themesh.tv. And uh, let us know if you have a unique group, um, a nonprofit, a uh, initiative, initiative, program. anything, yeah, that is unique to Hickory that you think is pretty cool and you want to want to get the word out about. We'd love to help you out with that. So today we are going to be a little selfish, though. Hashtag shameless plug. Not not scared, not uh, not embarrassed by this. Want to tell everybody what they're listening to. Um, it's the mesh. And, you know, we think we're pretty unique to this area. Now, we are lucky to be hosted. This show is, but we're not the only show. Uh, The Mesh is a podcast network that was originally started um, as a hobby because, quite honestly, we like to listen to podcasts. (laughs) And so why not make our own? I lovingly refer to it as our side gig at work. It is a little bit of a side gig. You know, um, The Mesh is technically a division of Jackson Creative, uh, which is a video production and multimedia firm here located in downtown Hickory. The Mesh has a studio uh, in the old Harper Motor Company building downtown located right behind the post office off of First Avenue. Um, Beautiful historic building that we're very happy to be in. But, you know, the goal of starting this podcast up was let's just let people talk about shows or talk about topics that they know about. And you can have a show about it because that's what podcasting was. You know, when it first got started and was really kind of a buzz, you you found a show that you liked listening to that topic and you were listening to people that wanted to talk. They all Nobody said they were experts. They just wanted to talk about it. So, um, although I think we're experts on Hickory. You're definitely an expert. Okay. Or else, that's why you're running the show. Okay. I, I was picking up on that. I keep looking at you guys to talk a little bit, but nobody's saying anything else. <laughs> We're just, we're just doing so great, Mary oh, Marie. Well, we just letting you roll with it. Thank you. Thank you. 
All right. So, um, again, as I said, this network, we thought, well, it's got to be a network because it's got to be lots of different shows for all different people. But the network helps promote each other, cross-promotion. That's just what it does. So we um, formed it up, called up some of our friends, said, let's start this up and see what happens. And not long after that, our phone rings, and it is a gentleman from Apple iTunes. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Don't even need a soundboard. Thank you so You like much. that? I like that. I'll try hard. iTunes contacted us, contacted the mesh, and said, hey, guys, we see what you're doing. We see your uploads coming in from this area of North Carolina and this area of the country, essentially. Nobody else is doing that. Especially nobody's created creating original content. A lot of the stuff is regurgitated stuff. So take, for example, Mike and Mike in the morning on ESPN. You can watch that on TV. And then a couple hours later, they strip the video from it and take the audio and put it on their ESPN podcast network. That's regurgitated. It's not original content as a podcast. All of this that you're listening to now is original content through the mesh. So we're very proud of that. And uh, iTunes asked us to be a featured provider on the podcast area of iTunes. We, of course, accepted. And um, pretty cool stuff started happening after that with downloads and reach across, honestly, the world. You know, we, we can watch our downloads, and they're not just from Hickory. They're not just from North Carolina. A couple of our shows their highest listenership is not even from North Carolina. Where's the furthest that uh, our listeners come from? We are listed in over 219 countries, I believe. Oh. Um, Yeah. So there's there's a lot. (laughs) Yes. And I'll I'll touch on a couple different shows in a bit about how they are, their reach is pretty unique. But um, we went on to win a local competition called the Edison Competition. This is a entrepreneur innovation idea competition sponsored through the Chamber of Commerce here in Catawba County. And uh, the Mesh won and had uh, some, some great feedback from it, gained some listeners, I believe, and really just helped us start to see um, we developed business plan for it and everything else. So that's kind of how it all started um, coming about. And then we've grown with different shows since then made adjustments, moved our studio a couple of times, trying to keep it as fresh as possible. And obviously our newest brainchild of the mesh is street circle drive. And here we are to be here with you fine folks. Absolutely. Are you yeah. sure? Are you? Okay. Good. I am. Absolutely. Are you going to let any of us uh, talk anymore? Well, or? are you going to have anything to say? You just <laughs> yeah, sort of, of course. They're staring at me with a pretty smile. Uh, well, thank you. I appreciate yes. anything that I can get from you, Mary Margaret. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the best part about the mesh and uh, podcasting in general is that we can provide such a wide variety of content. Like you said that, you know, podcasting was started by, you know, singular topics and interest groups forming podcasts to be able to talk about those, those things. And, you know, just, just looking out at the, at the mess website right now, I mean, we have, you know, right now, how many shows that are completely active, 10 or 12, probably. That yeah, we it do? depends. Um, the beautiful thing about podcasting is that once a show is recorded, it's up on the internet. Right. Forever. It's archived. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, you know, just looking at a few of them, um, bald and beautiful looks, looks pretty good. It's not active, but it, it, for its short run, it did, it reached a very wide audience of at least a dozen. Right. Yes. That was, uh, this is, this uh, is we, Moose Pokemon and McNally. Yes, yes. That was my short lived start in the podcast world. Well, everybody's got to try it out. Everybody's got to see what happens. Everybody's got to find their niche on yeah, it. I had and to cut that dead weight pulley. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. <laughs> Hope he's listening Powerful right now. Bully. Yep. Our um, reach grows. Some of our top shows right now, just to to give people a heads up, to go check them out, um, if anything, Fantasy Formula is real hot right now. Yes, it is. Because it is football season. McNally and I guest spotted that, that show a couple weeks ago, did another crossover edition. Uh, McNally, how would you do on those picks that week? Um, I did not do as good as I was hoping to, but sometimes you have to have – you know, I want to make sure there's a building opposing it's a building viewpoints block. on oh, the, the show. It's not about always being right. It's about having abusing, uh, opposing viewpoints and discussion and sure, really sure. thought. You made 13 picks there. How many? What, what was your record that week? Was there 13? Uh, it was 13. I went seven and six. That's the only reason I remember. 
I either went three and nine or or four and nine or three and ten. Right. And that's why McNally is on uh, Street Circle Drive and not Fantasy Formula. Absolutely. Bless your heart, McNally. Fantasy Formula. That's obviously. right. You, you don't you don't pick games for a living. That's not that's not that's not your deal. No, well, true. we do have two guys on there. That, we do. Yeah, Hank and Chad are great. This is um, Hank Eimer and Chad East in our community who come in once a week, talk through one what's been going on in their lives, which is usually fairly amusing, and then two they kind of. Uh, Go through the upcoming games for the week, talk about the best picks, talk to you about your um, draft in the beginning, right? but then also what players to move around and everything else for the week. On your fantasy football team, right? Absolutely. So they take care of that. Um, another show, ACAP Community. Right. Yeah. Um, ACAP Community um, is, is something so unique. Um, I, just a little uh, background information. It's, uh, it's hosted by uh, Ms. Francis Hall of uh, the ACAP Community Organization. And the podcast revolves around uh, taking care of your aging parents. Um, it, it's really close to home for me um, because it, you know, it, it's, it's basically a show that gives you comfort. It, it lets you know that not only are you going through this, that other people are going through this too. Mm -hmm. And it's, 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 it's really great to have, uh, maybe even an outside point of view for something like that, especially if you're, you know, dealing with, uh, elderly parent, um, et cetera, like that, you know, especially with those ongoing circumstances and they go, they go into everything, you know, how to deal with insurance to, you know, making, making them comfortable at home. It's, it, it covers a wide gamut and we're very lucky to have Francis and ACAP community on our, uh, on our network. But it's uh, one of those shows that you're not quite sure at first, like who's going to listen to this. And right. then it turns out Everybody listens sure, to it. Sure, there's a lot of folks listening to that. Everybody's going to have to deal, deal with it. Something right, yeah. for sure. Um, but something on the complete opposite spectrum uh, that is uh, one of our most downloaded shows is uh, Storytime Station, which is uh, a podcast that does have a video component. And we go around to uh, local children's books authors and uh, get get the books from them and we read them on the podcast and have the video component of all the artwork that's in the book. And you can download those, uh, off the, the mesh.tv. They're also on YouTube. Uh, so go check those out, especially if you have the little ones and you're looking at a five hour road trip for Thanksgiving. Best thing about that is being able to download those to your device and have them on there. Um, because then you don't need the internet to play them. And these are stories for your kids, books, and uh, some of our favorite ones to recommend that I would say is definitely Fancy Pants. Oh, it's Fancy Absolutely Pants. Absolutely go read Fancy Pants. It is something your kids will know the rhyme to it. Um, and something else neat that I think we do on, um, on Storytime Station is we have local um, celebrities, if you will, I guess you should say, local people um, that have something to say. Uh, come on and tell a story. And it's really neat to see them. They get a little plug as well. So uh, we're always looking for new books on that one. But Storytime Station is definitely a hot uh, download for right. the match. The, the most recent one was uh, Wally the Wayward Sea Turtle. And that was... I mean... I mean, that's mu must-listen-to podcast how can you right not, there. How can you not... Enjoy this. And, I mean, it and, sounds like you can download these and entertain Moose after a, a large lunch out somewhere. I'm, I'm pretty sure he already does it himself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sitting in there listening to Storytime Station. Don't just blame it on the kids, Moose. That's right. Hey, Don't somebody's got to listen to Lulu the Snow yeah. Goat. Hey, that's a good one. It is a good Lulu one. Lulu the Snow Goat. It was, it was a good one. That was uh, one of the uh, podcasts that. Uh, that we did right as, as soon as I joined Jackson Creative, that was one of the first ones, and I was like, "I was like, oh, this is this is different." And, this is and where neat. I want to be. Yeah, this is this is special. Yeah, yes. for sure. Um, something else, uh, another show that we would encourage other people to check out is Entrepreneur Exchange. Entrepreneur Exchange, hosted by two gentlemen over with the Small Business Center at CVCC, mm -hmm. and uh, Gary and Jeff. Um, they have a lot of fun. It's all about promoting entrepreneurs and the, their business ideas and how it came about and what they're doing to promote and really just encouraging, um, small business in the area and beyond the area. They had, um, some people on recently that started just a little t-shirt company and, 
Uh, they do all of their marketing mainly through Instagram. And so they talked about that. And, you know, how has this become now a job for this stay-at-home mom who was doing it as a little extra income before? Um, but these guys also spotlight a business of the month, and they take a business that they've either visited or have read about or heard about, spotlight them and, and tell you a little about it. And uh, and they're, they're pretty funny, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely check out Entrepreneur Exchange. What else? Uh, I'm with the band. Oh, hey, I know that one. Hey, I know that one, too. Uh, I'm with the band is, uh, is You really a great are podcast. with the band, too. Pardon? And you really are with uh, yeah, the band. Yeah, I, am, I really are with the band. And that's the name uh, of the band. We pod. actually, the last I'm with the band that we uh, recorded was with uh, Porch 40, and those guys are killing it right now. They are just, they're playing uh, all kinds of huge festivals around the country and are doing really, really well. That I got to remember who they're opening up for it's pretty the show soon, is, uh, the the show i'm with the band obviously spotlights a band that is uh pretty up and coming we've had some national touring bands in say, here. not always from here nope absolutely winger not. we have had winger on the show that's right from the 80s everybody knows who winger is um she's only 17 was their biggest hit and they've been on the show we have uh done a live feed from the brett michaels concert we have had yarn who's a national touring act yarn's a great band yeah for sure eight piece band that came in here and um uh hung out with us for a little bit um just lots of bands to to mention but definitely go check it out um, there is one episode with a uh, Andrew Moose featured on there. Oh, yeah, with the old band, the Woodersons, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is something to check out. But we enjoy it because uh, we like music. We like local bands, like finding new talent. And there you have I'm with the band. For sure. And one of the podcasts that we'd like to feature today is Foot Candle Film Society and Foot Candle Films. We'd like to welcome Mr. Chris Fry to the show. Welcome, Chris. And now's the part we start talking. Yay. Yay. Welcome, Chris. Chris. Now you can breathe heavily into the mic, yes. (laughs) You might recognize Chris from the podcast, uh, Foot Candle Films. What is Foot Candle Films? So, you may be able to tell from the title, we talk about films. Hey! <laughs> and the good thing is, it's not just um, the big movies that hit the movie theater. So, yeah, we did discuss Thor Ragnarok, but then we also discuss movies you might not have heard of. And that's kind of my thing. I mean, I like reviewing and talking about movies all the time. That's how we kind of came up with the show. The guy, Alan Jackson, the guy that I uh, co-host the show with, we do it anyway. Right. So, like, we talk about movies constantly, so it's kind of like, well, why don't we, we need, we were starting up the mesh that you mm-hmm. were talking about, and it was like, well, here's a show we know we can do, we know we can talk about movies, stick a mic in front of us, turn it on, and there it was. Just record your normal conversation as exactly. it is. Exactly. And yeah. we, we had to limit it to only, like, an hour, as opposed yeah. to we could probably do, you know, three hours. Absolutely. Sure. So, but uh, it's it's fun. Well, so where did, where did Foot Candle Films come from? What is, what is that? So, Okay. The two-part question, uh, what is that? Is it is a, a measurement of light. Um, the foot candle is like if you are doing photography, you have a light meter, and it measures light in lumens and foot candles. So that's that's what a foot candle is. Now, what does that have to do with films? Well, I'd always wanted to name something foot candle because I thought it was a cool term. It doesn't really make any sense um, <laughs> because, you know, you think of a foot, and then, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. I tried to name um, Jackson Creative, actually, a long time ago, I tried to name it like Foot Candle Video, and like, eh, it didn't, didn't sound right. Just calling it Foot Candle. Does it flow? People won't know what the heck it is, so no. But, um, <laughs> you get shot down. I get shot down in this office a lot. <laughs> it just but, um, happens. Where Foot Candle Films, the podcast, actually gets its name from is there's a film society, and I got to name that and Foot Candle stuff. <laughs> yeah. Winner, winner. Win Tell us a little bit about Foot Candle Film Society. So that is also something that, you know, I would like to think is a feather in Hickory's cap. Um, Absolutely. Been around since 2008, so we're coming up on our 10-year anniversary. Um, and we get together uh, twice a month and show a movie, and then afterwards we hold a discussion. We started out in 2008 with, like, 10 or 15 people. It was slow going. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now we've got over 600 members and we've got a wait list of it's over huge, like man. 80 or 90 names. So it's awesome. 
That's yeah. very cool. That's very, very cool. I, you know, obviously we all are versed in it, but um, I don't think people understand maybe the magnitude of this. I mean, like you said, you have 600 members who come to a showing of a uh, unique movie, maybe a film that has not come to the mainstream theaters, sure. correct? Absolutely. So um, I know I've been to uh, some of your special showings as well, which you've partnered a lot with community organizations in the area on homelessness video or a hunger one um, to help those organizations. But um, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, you guys are killing it. You are not able to actually promote your screenings all that much because it's true. The average Joe can't get in there without a membership. Right, right. And hopefully we're, you know, we have grown so much that we're looking at trying to do something a little different so that we don't actually have to have memberships. Anybody right. can walk in off the street. But it's, yeah. it's a so good it's, problem. It's a have. stay tuned sure. conversation, right? Absolutely. But, you know, um, obviously there's something to it. It's working. Right. So um, as we have promoted in the past on Street Circle Drive, um, there is a film festival that goes along with this. Give us a little insight to that. So I, you know, we started the film society and I've always wanted to go to a film festival, but you know, somehow my tickets haven't come in to go to Sundance <laughs> or Shame. It's unfortunate. Maybe, maybe one day. Um, but we had members come up and ask us like, Hey, we should do a film fest. We're like, well, okay, but let's just get through only having 15 people in the audience. <laughs> right. First. And then we'll build towards that. So, yeah, um, 2015, we had our first film festival. And uh, it was successful. So we've had one in 16, 17, and we're going to have one in 2018. So, And the idea behind that, you know, you mentioned monthly we get movies that don't come to, like, the big movie theater, the mm-hmm. multiplex. So the film festival is usually people's first or second film, and no one's heard of them. Mm-hmm. But that's awesome because people get to see stuff before these people get to be big names. And we didn't realize it, but we were very fortunate to the wonder of the internet. Our first year, we had films from, of course, all over the United States, mm-hmm. but we also had films from Germany, Japan. Like, we had international films, and we had no idea that we would get that type of stuff in. So we were sure. really lucky. And then in the past years, we've had people actually travel from Germany, the filmmakers who actually came to Hickory to like talk about their film, which was awesome. Yeah, that, so, I think that's the coolest part about yeah, it is absolutely. having someone that was you know immersed in the film able to be available to your audience to talk about it. I mean, that's when, that's the guys else. that came over from Germany. It was funny. They went to New York to like do their film. They went out to L.A. and actually, I think it was L.A. New York, and then their last stop before heading back to Germany was Hickory, North Carolina. So and I they love were, that. They were I showing love that. Film around. Yeah, so, yeah you fun. know, and and you know that's. I mean, it's great for Hickory, but in all honesty, I mean, these people are doing what they got to do to get their film shown as many times as possible. That's really, hey, you're going to show my video. I will come there. I will I will let you see my film. You know, um, a lot of us have been very lucky to be in the audience for these uh, screenings and for the film festival. So, you know, something I've always thought is um, very unique and cool to this is that after the film, there's a discussion. Um and I've been in some heated discussions in there. I've seen Those some ones favorite. where there are people that, <laughs> yeah, there are people that are super, super passionate about their opinion about what just happened in that film. Um, and and I'm taking it back just a little bit. There was one that I was uh, there for, and I can't remember the name of it, but okay. I have it, maybe I have it pulled up right here. Describe no, it this year? No, 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 oh. not on the festival. This okay. was um, a screening. Okay. Oh. This was, um, was it? Is it like the hero or something like that? It was a wrestling movie. Okay. And it was the wrestler, probably. Okay, yes. And you had and it was was it what was the guy's name? Mickey Mickey Rourke. Rourke. Mickey Rourke in it, yes. Brilliant, I thought. Okay. Too real. Yeah. Real there was a a person in the audience, one who like is extremely involved in wrestling. Ah. And then there was also someone who does costumes. Okay. In the audience. And, you know, I mean, these people were so passionate about it. And then to see this film, I mean, this was their life, you know, and then to hear somebody maybe criticize the film a little bit on a section and these people just lit up in the audience, you know, oh, that's, that's not true. You should see this, this, and that. Oh, it was, it was great. I love it. I just kept eating my popcorn and enjoying it. Um, but I, I really, really enjoy that. You know, the rules of Foot Candle have been to stay through the credits. Sure. To give credit where credit is due, obviously. 
Um, everybody stays through the credits, watches that, and then the discussion is optional. That's right. Yeah. Hey, Chris, um, if how do you how do you guys select the the movies that you're going to show in the film festival or in the screenings themselves? In the screenings. Yeah. Okay, so monthly screenings, basically, Alan and I just kind of put our ear to the ground and try to hear as many different independent films that are coming out. And then out of that list, we give it to a distributor and say, hey, which one can we have? And she'll pick and say, okay, you can have this one. So that, that's kind of how we do it. And I say we listen to other podcasts. Um, we you know, look at news online, and we just try to see what's coming out that looks like it's going to be good. But that's kind of the cool thing. We kind of we put it on the line because we haven't seen it. So you know, <laughs> we watch it for the first time, and we show it. And then if we don't like it, we can sit up and honestly say, hey, what would you guys think? We're like, yeah, I wasn't that big of a fan of this. Right. But it's kind of like you know we hadn't seen it, so we don't know. Oh, that's cool. Try to throw it up there. For the festival, we have a screening committee. Because we get over like 250 films in, and so, so you, you have to you watch all of them. You watch I, all. Of them. I am one of the people that watch. Most of the screening committee will watch like 80 percent of them, but as long as three people watch Oof. every movie, the ratings float to the top. Whatever's the top comes. But yes, I am one of the sad souls that watches <laughs> all 250. You dig so, it. You yeah. dig it. Well, thank goodness not all of them are features. Some of them are short films. Sure, yes. right. You yes. have to watch like five minutes. But yeah, other times it's like a two-hour film. So. Yeah. Uh, I, Mary Margaret and I went to the Friday screening of the festival, and we watched uh, two, Longing for a Kiss and The Cinema Travelers. Um, the one that hit home for me was The Cinema Travelers because it was uh, – it just a little backstory. It's about – a group of traveling folks that uh, in India that take movies from town to town uh, and set up tents and charge people, you know, nickel and go and, and go in there. And not only was it about those folks, it was about the plight of the industry of, you know, taking movies from a town um, t- from town to town. Uh, in this, you know, taking old projectors with old film reels to the segueing into like a projector and having to actually like lose employees because they don't need folks to fix projectors anymore and et cetera, et cetera. And I thought it was just, I, th- I thought it was great. And I was just, that was my favorite one that I, that I saw this year for sure. That, I really, I really like that one as well. Yeah. I mean, I like movies, so of course I'm going to like something about sure. right. movies, but yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a really cool concept again of foot candle society. The 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 excitement of am I going to get off the waiting list, you know, and be a real <laughs> member? I mean, that's a big deal, you know. I'm 600 people, and you guys have had to go to two nights right, showing yeah. back Originally, to back. Originally, we were lucky to have 15 people, so right. we only did one night, and then eventually, to get people off a wait list, we opened up to two nights. And then that's as much as the theater's willing to let us have now. So that's why mm-hmm. we have a wait list again. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. We're trying to work around it. So. I know that you also do some really cool stuff around Oscar time. Yeah, we have an Oscar party and we let the members kind of, they have their Oscar picks. And then whoever like wins the Oscars, meaning they pick the most correct, they get like a gift card or something to a restaurant. Yeah. So, yeah, we try to make Neat. it fun. Cool time. And obviously uh, a lot of these films that are nowadays in the Oscar running are... Not always ones that come to Hickory to the multiplex, like you said. So I know in the past you guys have brought some of these films. Well, one of the uh, ones we were really proud we got to bring was Moonlight. Correct, um, yes. So stuff like that, like, you know, sometimes more and more, yeah, independent films are getting to the Oscars. But a lot of times, like, you know, it's a chance for people to see those. And then when the Oscars finally come around, they're like, oh, yeah, we saw that. You right. Know, because yeah. we're actually able to bring them. So. Which is very cool. cool. Very cool. Yeah. McNally looks like you're impressed. Are you learning uh, well, some new well, stuff? Oh, all of it. I'm sitting yeah. here like a fan of just the whole process of what yeah. it takes to go into this because that was the big question I had is just you hear these films and if you're someone like me, just, you know, John Q sitting out there, oh, okay, well, what's at our theater? And right. you hear sure. of these things of, you know, small releases and yeah. only mm-hmm. so many theaters like or some that are, yeah. you hear of independent films and you hear of these different festivals and all of it just doesn't mean anything, and then, which they're fine. I've watched them, but then I'm stuck with, oh, all right, here's another Marvel yes. movie, and absolutely. And <laughs> so there's, so that's it's an interesting point where Marvel movie you mentioned, and I mentioned Thor Ragnarok. Okay, that movie was done by a guy named Taika Waititi. It's his first big movie. We showed Hunt for the Wilder People, mm-hmm. which was his movie right before Thor, and it was awesome. It's funny. It's a, like a comedy that takes place in um, New Zealand. And our crowd loved it. And we said, well, glad you like it. Keep in mind, this guy's going to be doing a Marvel movie. And everybody's like, what? 
section. We're like, it's oh, actually got a huge budget movie that's going to come out. It'll be out in another year or so. Be looking for it. And yeah, now it's out and people are like, who is this dude? And he gets this huge movie. So that was kind of a neat thing to be able to know the director. And because he has a very interesting style. And we, I was excited because he does comedies. That's what he does. And so for Marvel to be like, yeah, okay, we want you to tour, turn a Thor movie into a comedy, you know? And mm. so, yeah, I, I liked it. I've, I saw it. I liked it. So some people... You liked not. Thor. You know, the weird thing is, I don't really care for a lot of superhero movies, but the Thor movies have been, I think, because they're just so odd and weird. Um, but I really liked Thor Ragnarok. The other two were okay, um, but I really liked Thor Ragnarok a lot. But it has yes. to do with the fact that it's just different. Yeah. 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 It's a comedy it element was, to it. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it was it was a comedy. It doesn't really make a lot of sense, and they're like, we're okay with that, and they just try to be funny, but still, you know, tell a little bit of a story as far as like you know, bad guys and good guys. But it was fun, definitely different. So, so if people tune in to the Mesh and find Foot Candle Films, what format are they going to hear on the show? What do you guys talk about? So generally, we start off the show with reviews, and we normally do two, but sometimes we do three movies, just depending on how many we've seen and how much we have to say about them. So general format, we start off with like three reviews. Then we'll do news items of like upcoming things about directors or upcoming movies you might want to check out. And then we always end the show with recommendations. Excellent. And actually, I'll do give you a little bit of movie news that I forgot to mention on our most recent episode. Oh, we'll take it. We'll take so, it. So the guy I mentioned, Taika Waititi, who's done Thor Ragnarok, his next movie is going to be about... Let me, let me tell you the name of it and see if you can tell me what it's going to be about. It's called Bubbles. What's it going to be about? Me and Margaret, you should know this because you do Chick Chat. That's another podcast on the mesh, by the way. Bubbles. Oh yeah, we didn't even. We didn't even bump I know. Chit-chat. I didn't want to say anything. I was waiting to see if it was like <laughs> top of mind for you, but but whatever, it's cool. We'll move subscribes. Know, I'm, it's fine. Absolutely. Whatever. I want to know what I want to know what my boss is talking about. Bubbles. Bubbles. So it is a movie all about Michael Jackson's chimp. Oh, I was going to say that all from the perspective of, of the, chimp? the chimp. No, and it's called Bubbles, and this guy's doing it. Can't freaking wait. I will. I I'm will so make that happen. The, what a great concept. The, <laughs> what a great concept. <laughs> the things that that monkey saw. Exactly. <laughs> all from like, I can't wait. Yeah, all bubbles. Oh. I'm intrigued. Yeah. All right. Oh, so. man. Macaulay Culkin, watch out, man. <laughs> he knows it. He knows some things. There, um, There is – this is a hot time of year for movies coming out. Um, what are some of your – are there any movies we should be on the lookout for coming up or anything that you recommend from the past for us? Well, ones that are coming out, because yeah, November, December, those are always where they kind of drop the Oscar movies mm-hmm. and hope that they really take off. So you have Darkest Hour, and that's Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill. That's coming out in November. You have Shape of Water, which is like a weird science fiction slash kind of horror thing, but it's done by Guillermo de Toro, mm-hmm. who did... Um, a bunch of movies that I'm blanking on right now. Pacific Rim is probably the uh-huh. most recent one with the giant fighting robots. But Shape of Water, I don't, I'm not going to say too much about it, but it's getting a lot of buzz from festivals like okay. Cannes and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be big, plus the fact they're deciding to kind of put it in December, I think kind of says, hey, you may want to watch this. Um, I, Tanya, which is a dark yes. comedy about Tanya Harding. Harding. <laughs> <Yes>. Can't <laughs> wait. Yeah, so that's probably going to be big. Um, and then the other two, one of which you may not know of, the other one you definitely do, um, Star Wars, <laughs> Last Jedi, of course. I've heard What's of that. that? Yeah, heard of that. Exactly. Um, but then Phantom Thread, which is Daniel Day-Lewis' supposedly last movie. Um, well, he's already said he'd quit acting, but then <laughs> the director's like, come on, come back One more's crazy. One more. Yeah. Last of Mohicans is one of my favorite movies. Okay. Which... My stars Alan Jackson. Yeah, Alan Jackson was in that movie, right? Yeah, French soldier. There you go. So those are some movies that are um, coming up that you might want to, you know, keep an eye on. Okay. Do you have any special recommendation of something while we're cozied up at home over the holidays by a fire of something that even from the past that we should check out just to give us a little something that's out of Chris Fry's head? Wow. See. Listening to the podcast, I like really strange movies. 
So cozying up with the family, maybe not. Okay, okay, fair enough. <laughs> okay, your, your kids aren't home and your wife's out with right, their I mean, friends. What are you watch watching? A good family movie, you know, around the holidays, I always like Elf, or which is yes. much more my uh, genre type thing is Nightmare Before Christmas. Because is it a Halloween movie? Is it a Christmas movie? Love ah. that movie. Yeah, those, that's are, a good one. those are general recommendations. Okay. Um, I just got finished watching T two Train Spotting, which is the sequel to Train Spotting. Yes. Um, if you like Train Spotting, okay, good. You liked Train Spotting. It came out uh, about twenty years ago, uh-huh. I think. Um, I really liked that, but I was in college at the time, and you know, it deals really heavily with drugs and stuff. Well, now this is twenty years later. Hmm. Got all the original same cast. people, absolutely. Oh same, wow, same cast is back, and it's kind of looking at where these people are now. Oh, nice. And um, it is really well done. And, you know, oddly moving with air quotes um, because, yeah, it's just something about you enjoyed the original train spotting. And, yes, you know, you could say it kind of glorified drugs to some extent because it was like mm-hmm. a big, long music video. But you still knew drugs were bad. I mean, as you're talking about heroin. <laughs> now with this movie, 20 years later, you see these people and kind of what's become of them. And it's, hmm. yeah, it's re- I have to say, it's probably one of the better sequels I think I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Um, yeah, and maybe... Big talk coming from Chris Fry. I'd have to go back and watch the original. I was going to say, would you say you have to do that first, or...? No, I, d- I didn't. Okay. Um, but what I was going to say is I'd have to go back and watch the original and see if it's actually better. Okay. Um, I, think ah. it, I think it may be, but that may be just because I'm an adult now, and if I want to watch <laughs> yeah. the other one, I'd be like, dude, that's not cool. Those guys are idiots. They're doing right. that one. You know, so it's kind of where you're at in life. But that's the whole thing about the movie is like... These guys keep trying to live like they were 20 years ago. It didn't work out so well. Uh, so We don't know anything about that, do no. we, guys? <laughs> so, nice. yeah, um, that's one I would recommend people. And it actually came out in 2017, and not a lot of people, I think, knew about it or heard about it. But um, And it's the same guy. You know, it's Danny Boyle, who did Slumdog Millionaire. Yes. And some other movies that have been, like, big, huge movies. And, you know, for him to go back and do this, I think it's kind of cool. So Very I think cool. he won Oscars with Slumdog Millionaire. Actually. Yes, mm-hmm. so, yes. There's that. I love that. Thank you very much for that. And obviously, thank you for the info on Foot Candle Films on the mesh. And bubbles. And bubbles. (laughs) Yes. Everybody, please make a mental note for bubbles. Uh, Can't wait. Now we have to, like, take a Street Circle Drive uh, field trip to go watch Bubbles, right? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Okay. So, uh, That'll be a more you. successful one than uh, Hickory Haunts, right, Moose? Oh, man. I still didn't go to that. <laughs> which, I hope they did well, Hickory which Haunts. Which will never happen. For, yeah, I'm not going to that. For Moose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope everybody went. Well, uh, again, thank you so much to Chris Fry from Foot Candle Films and Foot Candle Film Society. Please, please, please go check out their podcast here on TheMesh.TV. Um Got some good holiday editions coming up. You actually have a crossover episode that you guys do every year with Entrepreneur Exchange talking about a holiday movie, correct? That's correct. So that is coming up soon. You guys can be on the lookout for that. And if you're looking for more general, like, we can gather the family around, yes. a lot of times those movies do that hits on that. that way. Great. So. Good. And then um, to know more about the Film Society and the festivals coming up, where can they find out more? Probably the best um, place is footcandle.org. That's the Film Society. And then the film festival is footcandlefilmfestival.com. But that's really long. So if you go to footcandle.org, you can get there. Can redirect. Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Um, And that is what the mesh is in a little nutshell. That's where the name come from. The name came from... uh, Different words. What's what's it called when you have a uh, an acronym? No, is it acronyms like NASA? Right. Right. No, no, no. This is uh, is it synonyms that are same mm-hmm. words that mean the same thing in other ways of saying them. Mm-hmm. And you use a what a thesaurus for that? You do correct. Okay, so I went on a thesaurus and put the word network in, and uh, mesh was one of them because of a lot of things. Intertwined, mixed together, yep. And I thought it made some sense because most microphones involve some sort of mesh material on them when it comes to how it's wired, how it's uh, the the shape of it, things like that. So the mesh, and it flew. It, 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 you know, picked off. Everybody was cool with it, and it was easy to say. Um, One syllable is always good. I was always wondering, so I'm glad I didn't stump you. Hey, nope, I was there for it. I was there for the birth. I saw Good. it happen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks so much, everybody that has been listening to The Mesh already. But 
now. The, the moment you've all been waiting for. Absolutely. The Street Circle Drive lunch review. Oh, the hot topic every episode. Chris is here at the table, and, and we can say that Chris has not been to this place. That's so correct. we're anxious to see if Chris wants to go this place after That's we right. talk We're going to try it. to convince him or dissuade him from going. Uh, today, McNally, Mary Margaret, and I went to the Angus. It's located uh, on Highway 70, uh, right in Longview. Um, and it, it Mary Margaret, what, how long has it been there? You, Since you 1965. 1965. Uh, the Angus is, uh, is something else. A uh, little bit for everybody. It's got, uh, for the most part, steak. People go there for their steak. McNally and Mary Margaret both had steaks, and they're going to tell you what they thought steak of Steak for lunch. Steak mm-hmm. for lunch. Can't go wrong. No. And, you know, and and it's the Angus, and it, let's not be confused by the fancy Angus that's in, like, Raleigh, right? Like, that's the Angus it, Barn. The Angus Barn. Barn. Okay, so, so see. That's my home turf. So yes, I, I, and that's that's fancy. That's, yeah, that's. I knew people that went to the Angus Barn. you got to save up a little bit to go to the like Angus Barn. That's like you got a job and you're celebrating and it's a, place. It, the Angus Barn is also world-renowned for their wine selection. They have a wine okay. cellar that is just out of this world, world-renowned. Good so. to know. So different, don't different ends of the spectrum. Absolutely, don't confuse that because this, when you hear Angus, obviously steer, cow, meat, steak, right? Yes, and they had let's, the lunch menu with you know sandwich. I say sandwiches. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. they had a. Well, I, I don't remember just, all of it. Moose might be able to help us out. I, I went in there and I said steak. When in Rome, yeah, you eat steak. Eat steak. Right. Because now. let's not be misleading about this. There's only two steaks on the menu. Small Just and a large. To, yes. Right. And that's it. I mean, that's the, if I'm you won't stay. You both had small, otherwise you'd be asleep no. right now. No, no, I had, no, no, no. Yeah, you, oh, I had small. This, I wasn't going to let her beat me or tie me with the with the <laughs> yeah. small. So I went, okay. and for only two dollars more, two dollars and seventy five cents yeah. more. I, I think that was large. well worth the two well dollars worth extra. It. It, yeah, is, for sure. it is a visible difference of small to large. Um, but and it was to all back in the up, thickness too. It was great. Yeah, absolutely. To back up just a little bit, the the. Many when you walk into the Angus, which you will, as Moose said when we got there, you walk into a little bit of a time warp. It is right. I don't know how to describe it. The best. It's almost like um, a meet and three meets Roadhouse. <laughs> Roadhouse, absolutely, and and it, it maybe like even a little bit of a high bar. high scale because. There are red tablecloths, tablecloths on all the tables. The the mirrored beer signs and is. The old jukebox. There's What's digital jukebox. It's a digital. It's digital. But it is a jukebox playing. You know, while we were there, it was country. all, all yeah. old country music, like Highwaymen, yeah. Willie Nelson. Well, yeah. well, is Highwaymen, but you know, just so that, that, that genre. Yeah, there's neon signs everywhere. There is. The lights are dim. Um, there are. Um, there's two rooms. One that has the bar in it. Mm-hmm. And tables to sit at. And then the other room is what I would consider more the family room, right? That's where my family sits That's every time we go. There's a big screen TV. There's a big screen TV in there. And it's on, usually playing something like Grit Channel or Spike TV, whatnot. Movies like Karate Kid and Unknown Movie. I but wish there it was. Wasn't. There was lightsabers in the movie. Perfect. There, there, was, was lightsab- there was lightsabers in the movie. Really? I, yeah. So I'm assuming it was some sort of Star Wars. Okay. So that was on today. Okay. And um, yeah, the menu does, you do walk up to the counter when you get there and order. First, every- that's a first in a steakhouse experience for me. Yeah. We're giving everybody a heads up on that because you don't want to look like the rookie walking in there. to sit down. Yeah. Right. And waits on being waited on. Why don't you want to be the rookie in there? Because they because will give you some grief. Because they, you get called out like I got called out. That's what happens. Yes, yeah. not soup Nazi style. No, but it in a very lighthearted comment. They're just good down home Hickory Longview folks that it are is, just good there and yeah. have fun and serve Absolutely. good food. It is family run. Um, it the menu. You walk up to the counter. The menu um, goes hot dogs. Hamburgers. Is the is the menu on one of those like yes. white plastic things Press with the Pepsi in the middle? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you nailed it. You sure you hadn't been there? That's absolutely, absolutely but what I'm it is. I'm excited about going. Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a first for a steakhouse for you? Yes. It, yes. Absolutely. Yes. There are um it basically goes hot dogs, hamburgers, chicken sandwiches, um, BLTs, like this on the far left hand side. In the middle it says ground steak, small steak, 
large steak. Okay. That's it. Okay. Okay. And then on the other side, there's salads and sides, such as onion rings, mozzarella sticks, French fries, things like that. Okay. Okay. Um, So you go place your order, have a seat. And most of the meals, most, well, I don't say most of the meals, the steaks come with a salad. And it's a chopped salad, yeah. which is a big deal. Big deal in my family, at least. Chopped salad's good stuff. And it comes with a big old pickle on the top of it. Yep. That's- Sliced hamburger deals. My mom uh, used to call those type of salads Western steer salads, where it, it was. It is. It's yeah, a it's like you know, chop, you know, chop, sal- chop lettuce for the most part, and then mm-hmm. there's like you know, two or three vegetables in there. Tomatoes, carrots, cucumber, like the standard. Right. There was a little pepper in mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, on top with sliced little piece of dill, yes. dill pickle. It was great. So good. It's great. So I mean, good. chop salad's good. You get good dressing coverage. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's nice to it's pass the, the time to as you're waiting. Uh, I had a uh, a chicken sandwich that was fantastic uh, with a side. Of uh, the boiled potato, mm-hmm. and it's good. It's real good. Good old sandwich for yep. you. Good old potato right. salad to go with yep. it, which you ordered separately. That's after right. Your order. After I saw you, after I saw McNally and Mary Margaret salad, I had to get one because yeah. it just brought back fond memories. Yes, um, McNally and I got steaks. Oh yeah. You went large. I went small. Go big or go home. That's right. And got the salad, and we each had the boiled potato with it as well. Yes. As a first timer, boiled, boiled potato. No, uh, exactly. And, and there really wasn't much of a discussion when said potato was ordered. So I we didn't ordered, have much of a choice. By the way, I ordered the steak. Right. And he, that's what, how to be cooked, and like any good American, medium rare. And then he said, "Okay, steak, potato." Okay, I guess I'm having potato. <laughs> and uh, what I like salad, and I had to tell them dressing. And then so it was delivered. And you're used to getting your plate with the steak and your baked potato with the – and this really was a – I'll be generous and say a medium-sized yeah. redskin boiled potato cut in half with a little bit of butter in it. A, so it's almost a, like a, a uh, like a, um, a slip. What do they call it? A slab of butter where it's like you inside. slice it. Yeah. Go. So it was almost like, all right, we're going to see if we can trick this person and make him think he's getting a baked potato. <laughs> right. But huh. they don't know who they're talking to. Be to be fair, obviously. you didn't have any other options. Like we, they were, they told us upon arrival oh, yeah. that they were waiting on a truck to deliver they their did. French fries. And I fries. wouldn't have gotten French fries or onion rings with a steak anyway. Agreed. So it didn't. That yes. didn't bother me. But the non-baked potato, a part of my potato, threw me off a little so, bit. So, so as good. an as a newcomer yes. there. What what did your stomach do when you heard that sizzle come around the corner? Okay, yeah, yeah, they do. When they brought out the steak plates, the the you know the pla- the black plastic holding the metal silver metal and the yeah, steak it's like still sizzling. I don't know what you call that. I love like a cast it was iron. like that. Cast it's like iron a, is it cast iron? Yeah, I think it's being generous, but yeah, we'll go for that. Um, but I will say, a la Chris or Ruth Chris, where they bring it out and it's still sizzling. I mean, you hear it audibly like a fajita. Yeah. And then, it, it, and I will. It was cooked exactly the way. Now I got. The, I'm glad I got the larger one because you know a thicker piece of steak. It was easier for them to cook it the way I, I liked it. it. Had grilled onions on top, which I didn't know, but that gets good flavor. I could scrape them off. They they really didn't do anything to the steak. I mean, they might have a little bit of salt and pepper, but I no, mean, they let it. the steak mm-hmm. speak for itself with the the onions on there. Yeah. So onions, no mushrooms. No mushrooms. It was just the grilled onions. You can get mushrooms. Okay. Uh huh. It's on the little sides menu up there, and like peppers and stuff too, I believe. But it comes standard with the onions. Just, onions. Mm-hmm. just the onions. So yeah, that was that was the plate. The, mm-hmm. My little potato and a good size steak. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't tell you ounces or anything when you're up there ordering. Um, like I said, it was only a couple bucks more than the junior, and I wasn't going to be shown up by Mary Margaret at a steakhouse. <laughs> yes. Um. I I have been there many many times. Okay, my children love it. <laughs> she was very excited when this was. This I, was Mary Morris' choice. This yes, was yeah. my my hot ticket. I love it. We love the Angus. Um, my kids can get hot dogs, hamburgers. My girls like salads, so they can do that. Um, I like. I was telling McNally as we were leaving, we were kind of discussing. So like, you know, well, how's this rank? Like, where you know, you paid paid twenty bucks for a steak, close to it, you know, and you but you get a salad and bread and potato with it, but. That was too much for the big steak or the small steak? Small steak. Small I walked out of there with tip just for me. I got a soda, and it was 30 bucks. Okay. Yeah! So, really? Yeah. And I went 
But that was tip and everything included. All I right. went. My, my bill is twenty six. That's, 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 that's is that mine was, new world record for Circle Street. Oh, that's a that's a record for this without, especially not considering it wasn't multiple correct right. orders, yes. which I have been known to no, do to before. Do. Sure. <laughs> I would say. I mean, the, that price, while not outlandish, mm-hmm. I, and I get where Mary Margaret's going to come with is the whole ambiance of Roadhouse meets what steakhouse, mm-hmm. but. For thirty, you can kind of do like a, you know, I grew up, you know, Raleigh. You know, I'm used to like the peddler, the Angus Barn, mm-hmm. not to be confused. The, you know, the more those sort of things, and you wouldn't get a thirty dollars steak there, but peddler, you might get close to that with a salad bar or whatnot. So I mean, I was a little surprised by the price, right? But I will say, I would have been upset if it would have been a, and we've all had this, like a flimsy, overcooked steak. Mm-hmm. With no flavor, and that was not the case with this. Mm-hmm. So, so you enjoyed the steak itself? Very much so. Okay. So here's my thoughts on it. Like I was saying, since we enjoy going there so much, we go there because of the consistency as well. Like, if I know I want a good flavorful steak that, quite honestly, I don't have to go through the fuss and muss about, like, choosing between six different steaks that are on this menu and picking out this cut and this and oh, that it, and whatever. it was ribeye. Right. I mean, it was it, and that's ribeye. It. Yeah. You, you go there, you say steak. That you get a salad with it, you get a potato, and you get bread, and I'm good. You know, like Garlic I, bread. nope, uh, roll. regular old roll. Yes, okay. Don't need I. I personally do not need much more than that, but I do like the fact that if that's what I'm craving, I know I'm going to go there and I'm going to be satisfied because there's no question of how it's going to taste. Consistent when it's coming out, it's quick. They were fast. I've never had steak for lunch, I don't believe. <laughs> so that was new for me. Um, I do know a lot of people in Hickory that have gone to the Angus for years. Um, and they go there for lunch to get their hamburger fix. You know? And I could see how that could be. You a, had a hamburger there. I have had a hamburger one time there. And I was so disappointed the rest oh. of the day. Not because the hamber- hamburger was bad, but because I love the steak there. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, you make me wonder how good the hamburgers could potentially be. Oh, the hamburgers are good. Because the steak, yeah. Yeah. Huh. My kids like the hamburgers. My kids like the hot dogs, especially. Okay. Um, they're split and grilled. Mm. Hot dogs, just good. Um, so, yeah, so it's just, it's it's easy. True. You know, if that makes sense. It's easy. I go there. I know what I want. It tastes the same. I'm in, out, good. On weekend nights, they have music playing there. You tip a musician. That's about it. You get a little ambiance, a little karate kid on the TV over there. Everybody's happy. Nice. I love the Angus. I always give it at least an 8 out of 10. Okay. I enjoyed the Angus today. Uh, the The chicken sandwich was great. Um, salad was great. Solid 5.5 out of 7. Nice. I am. It was The steak was very good. I'm going with a six and a half out of ten. Okay. And part of that is it's got to be the price, man. Right. The, the, with the price, and they can't help that you know. Uh, right. I like the, a big steak. I had two choices. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely is a place to check out. I wish I would have also either seen or had, like is Chris it? said, go there and check out the burgers or something like that. I mean, it's a pretty. I'm not extensive, but they had multiple choices on there for, like, Moose got the chicken sandwich. They had all those things over there. I just honed right in on the steak and didn't even pay attention to the other stuff. So I'd love to go check it out for a burger. Dessert, right. Desserts? Beer. We didn't get that far. I mean, they not had, today it wasn't. The, no, but they had lots of beer. The high, The absolute highlight of the Angus for me was whenever we were t- checking out they have a sign underneath the register that says, and I quote, every time you don't tip the musician, a child gets a mullet. And I have, <laughs> and Spoken I do have a, a picture musician. of that. You're right. And I will share that in the comments after we drop this. Nice. Yeah. It's a, uh, it, it is, it's a very, you know, we saw people come in there that were dressed in slacks and button ups that were obviously there on a lunch break um, from a business, you know, nearby. We saw people there already sitting at the bar um, in their jeans and work shirts, and they were, you know, hats on and done for the day, enjoying a beverage. It really seems like, um, I mean, it's it's the definition of local in my mind, you know. Yeah, I agree. Um, open, I, open six days a week? It is open Tuesday through Saturday. Ah. Yeah, closed on Sundays and Mondays. 
Okay. Yeah. So, um, again, been there since 1965. You go down Highway 70, it's on your left coming from Hickory. Um, just a just a good old-fashioned, unique place. I think it kind of embodies I, I, I what even, we talk about I've not even heard of it until we started talking about this pod. And Mary Margaret, very early on, Moose will attest, yeah. wanted to go to the Angus. And yeah. I said, okay, sure, I've never even heard of this place. So it was the first time I'd heard of it, and it definitely has that feel of being a small town steakhouse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, been around for a long time. They've probably got people that are there that really, if they want a steak, that's the only place they go. Oh, guaranteed. I picture it that type guaranteed. of place, right? Yeah. Um, but then there's that lunch crowd. Like I said, I know people that probably have never been there for dinner before, but they've been going to lunch there for once a week for ages, mm-hmm. you know? Um, just as a refresher, Tuesday through Thursday, they are open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Only 9, Okay. And then on Fridays, they're open from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. So it's not like this is going to get some rowdy bar. I mean, these are people that are really just coming it's in. It's not to- really the roadhouse. Right. I was just trying exactly. to paint a picture. It's not that far. It's only, you know, we're in the heart of downtown, and it took us five or six minutes to absolutely, get there. Absolutely, absolutely. On Saturdays, they're open from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. Um, so it is a little more restricted hours. But really, I think for as long as they've You're been there. You're going to get a steak. The- you don't need it open at 11 a.m. Ex- that's exactly on right. On Saturday. From the crowd they're getting, they know their audience. They know who's coming in there and i i bet you this place is full of regulars yeah so. and they don't need to hear from me they've been around since since 65 they cooked Sorry. a good steak i told them to put a 15 dollars sirloin on the menu but that's just me obviously since 65 they don't they don't care what you say <laughs> no and, and and if they're taking advice from me they're in a lot of trouble probably yeah. probably they're still kicking there were people in there for lunch and and I'll still go back. So they're obviously doing something right. You know. Yes. We'll see. But again, it sounds Chris, like your family's at least paid for a wing of absolutely. if they were going to add we on. Have, we have uh, we have converted several people as well. We have some friends that you know that's a once a month trip out there to the Angus is is normal for them. So, um, Chris, will you? Are you curious and interested in trying the Angus now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the thing is, yeah, and actually, yeah, I've already talked about how I like weird movies. So I guess me thinking that this is going to be an awesome lunch date with my wife would probably not sound right to a lot of people. But I think no. it's, she really likes steak. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take her to like some random place that she's never heard of. And yeah, I think she'll get a kick out of the ambiance that you guys have discussed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely so. will. Like I said, it is a little time warp-ish. That's, and I, I dig amazing. that. Yeah. Sounds awesome. So, and I go back and, and yeah. check out the burgers or whatnot, see what I else is on there. I bet your kids would like it too. You know, again, who hot dogs, hamburgers, yeah. so be it chicken sandwiches, BLTs, whatnot. So everybody go check out the Angus. Whew. Goodness. What a podcast. That was great. I Look at us. I know, Tony. Hickory. That's go right. Hickory. Hey, who do we have to thank for being here today? Again, we'd like to thank our sponsor, The Sock Factory, uh, made in North Carolina since 1975. They have three lines of socks within their underneath their umbrella, the Crazy Compression, which is uh, high-end compression socks, William Tucker, which are fine men's socks, and Fit Socks, which are running socks. Uh, you can find them all at thesockfactory.com. Wonderful. Thank you, boys, for being here today. Everybody, I know, McNally, we have to twist your arm to go eat lunch and... Come talk on the microphone for a little Spend bit. Spend $30. <laughs> Your wife's going to know. Yep, Today's the it's day. out there for the world. She doesn't yes. listen. Yeah. <laughs> no, she doesn't listen, but she sees the receipts. <laughs> Excellent. Well, for everybody else that would like to know where else we go eat, um, obviously find us on themesh.tv, podcast network coming out of Western North Carolina. Also, you can call us at 828-619-0048 and leave us a voicemail if you have a recommendation of a place that we should try or if you have an organization or initiative that you would like to promote here on Street Circle Drive. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at themesh.tv. And um, we're, we're all over the place. So catch us on iTunes. Be sure to subscribe to the show so that you are notified every time the new episode comes up. Guys, you got anything else for us? And if you are a restaurant that you would like to see featured here on Street Circle Drive, we would be happy to come eat at your establishment. Just let us know and we will come see you. Yeah, we plug you in in the uh, episode and on the social media and stuff. So again, give us a call and let us know. 
All right, guys. So until next time, we will catch you on Street Circle Drive next episode. Thank you. been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.